Hey, good morning, Connect Church. How's everybody doing today? Everybody's doing awesome? Man, I am telling you what, it is so good to be with you today. Um, if we haven't met yet, my name is Pastor Bryce. My beautiful wife, Glow, is with me today, right there on the front row. And uh, we have been with Home Church. I've been with Home Church for the last, thir- actually, this year is my 30th year with Home Church. <laughs> And uh, so we presently live in Red Deer, but we pastor the location here in Calgary, associate pastor in Red Deer. And listen, I've got nothing but big things, big, big things to say about your pastors, pastors Dan and Amber. Listen, we got into a little bit of trouble. Uh, The month before COVID hit, we sold our building. How many of you know that could be a problem? And so we were home church without a home. And so what ended up, long story short, is we were looking at a building, and the day the building fell through, I'm, I'm literally heading from Calgary to Red Deer, and I'm like, God, the building fell through, and we just had a meeting with the, the church that we were worshiping at on Saturday nights, and they said, you're just too big to have us. I'm like, Lord, what are you going to do? And as I was going up to preach on a Thursday night, we're doing a Thursday night service, I get this text from Pastor Dan, and he says, I hear you have a need. Let's talk about how the Connect family can be a blessing. And I'm so thankful that you've opened your doors to us on Saturday night and on Tuesday night so that ministry can continue strong. And then you have incredible pastors that would actually entrust, listen, I'm in a submitted role. I'm going to preach the word real real good today. Okay, we're going to bring it. Um, but you have big pastors to say, like, Pastor Bryce, would you come and, and just give the word? And so I'm in a very entrusted position here at Connect Church because you're, I'm just, I'm just family with you today. And I want to encourage you, like if you get anything out of the message today about Peter's life, would you just put your foot down real deep and connect church and be like, Pastor Dan, Pastor Amber, as you're going through some stuff and as you had some loss in your family, we are with you and we're moving connect church forward together. All right, all right, all right. So today uh, you've been in a series called Characters. Characters. Man, you've gone through a few characters. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a character today. Are you ready for a character today? The name is the Apostle Peter. And as we get into uh, this, these portions of text today, I want you to remember that we're reading the part where Peter's on the other side. Like he's, he's getting ready for the biggest challenge of his life as he ultimately lays his life down for the Lord. But before that, he was jumping out of boats. He was slicing people's ears off. He was making all kinds of, he's denied Jesus a few times, but then Jesus restores him. And I want to remember that in context. And as we read this portion of scripture, this is just before Emperor Nero starts getting really crazy about uh, 66 AD. So they believe uh, the apostle Peter wrote these words in about 63 AD, when there was a lot, still a lot of suffering going on in the church. So I just want you to be so encouraged today by the Apostle Peter as we get into this character. So we're going to dive into a few portions of 1 Peter together. And so is it cool if we just stand for the reading of God's Word today? That would be amazing. We are going to go right into uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, and it's right up there on the screen for us today. It says, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers 
a multitude of sin. Listen, we got to work love out here at Connect Church so that when the world comes in, we've learned to love each other. We've learned to work through offense. We've learned to lay down our preferences for God's purpose. And so when the world comes in, they go, man, I want, I'm, I want to be about Jesus and I want to be about his church. That's 1 Peter 4 verse 8. We're not called to expose each other's sins. We are called to, hello, cover them together. Then we're going to go to 1 Peter 5 verse 6 to 10. I love this. Therefore, and we're going to read it for the guys. This is the guys version. It's the amped version of the Bible, okay? Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. All right? Not too fast, not too slow. God's timing is perfect. Now, this is big. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all. If there is anybody in Scripture that could talk to us today about anxieties, worries, and concerns once and for all, it would be the Apostle Peter. Cast them on him, for he cares for you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Let's keep on going. Be sober. That's a good idea, everybody. Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. I'm calling you Connect Church. Be alert. Be cautious at all times that your enemy of yours. How many of you know you got an enemy today? Like, we serve capital King Jesus, and we got a very small-lettered Satan. you got to remember that today. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Connect, church, I want you to be able to resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack. Now listen, I want you to be rooted, established, and immovable in your walk with Jesus. But I'm calling you to that in your connection to the church. Be planted today. Be rooted and be immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You are not suffering alone. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, today that there will be so much more of you, so much less of me. Lord, I pray that the next few minutes that we have together would be like a a divine appointment for every individual person today that you would speak and yet corporately move us forward together. God, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, and Connect Church said a great big... Amen. Come on. Turn to your neighbor and give him a high five, and then you can be seated today. Get some high fives going in the house. (laughs) Now listen, everybody. I don't know know about what confuses you or brings tension in your home, uh, but every once in a while, garbage day can just be a challenging time. Like, is it the blue bin day? Is it the green bin day? Is it the black binday? Like, what day of the week is it, and what goes into those bins properly? Now, I will confess, like, I, I want to treat the earth right, and I do, I do my best, but my wife is at a whole nother level 
right? And so, you know, I don't know if, if there's any men in the room you've ever, like, been having breakfast or your coffee in the morning, you hear the truck coming, and you're like, oh, no, we can't wait another two weeks for that, and you're, like, running out, and then you're strategically, if you miss the truck, you're strategically trying to figure out where you could, like, run, run it. Like, has anybody done that before? Okay, I've, I've done that. My wife, we've, all, we've all done that. Now, now, this is confession time. This might be a little fresh because this just happened. I just want to I just want to just l- lay down that uh, our marriage is okay. Okay, everybody. So don't worry about our marriage today. But literally, I'm throwing something out. I said, babe, can I throw this out? It's one of the little little things that kids had. And, and I thought, oh, this feels like an organic substance. <laughs> so I go to the green bin. Yeah, it was, did you hear that? She's like, it was rubber. <laughs> so I'm like, it's organic. So I put it in the green bin, and she said, like, it, it gets a little tense, right? It's like, did you just put that in the green bin? <laughs> I was like, uh, so you don't want it in the green bin? And I don't know what came over me. Guys, I'm confessing my sin today. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I, I, I pretend, amen, some of you already know me. Um, I took the item, and I pretended, I pretended just to get under, I just pretended to move that item from the green bin to the black bin. And she looks at me, and I got one of these. Did you just pretend to move that from the green bin to the black bin? And I thought about this, and I thought, literally, this is a picture of our Christian walk in so many ways, because I believe that God took all the trash for us. He took it all, and we as Christians can no longer walk and pretend to move things to the cross and still hold on to things that hold us back because Jesus died for my past, my present, and my future sin. He took the green bin. He took the blue bin, and he took the black bin. He took every bin. And what the most incredible thing is, is this is what I bring to salvation, A lot of times people say, you don't bring one thing to salvation. I'm like, yeah, I do. This is what I bring. And it's through repentance that the whole trash bin gets hung on the cross. And so I love this today as we're studying Peter, just to think even about the Apostle Paul today. And how he said in Galatians, he said, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we got to take out the trash today. Turn to somebody today. Turn to somebody around you and say, we're it's trash day. We're going to take out the trash together. Isaiah 43 says, forget the former things. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on them. Don't dwell on the past. See, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the the wasteland. And so I'm calling you today as God's people not to settle for the wasteland, but to perceive that God is doing a new thing and that there is a promised land. From the wasteland to the promised land, to be able to see it, to be able to say, God, I am going to forget it, and yet I will remember 
what you've done for me. You see, sometimes we start looking back. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. But sometimes we are turning and we're going back when trauma hits and pain hits. We gotta run to the cross. We gotta run to church, not away from church. I run in, this, this is where church problems start happening. We start running away from church life and we start running away from the word of God. And, and I just talked to somebody yesterday. They really sinned. And they said, man, God must really hate me. And I was like, no, actually, this is what he died for. Like, we're not going to tolerate sin. we got to get you away from that. But you got to know that Christ Jesus took what you did last night, past, present, and future, and he got it to the cross. And it's from there that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And so Peter's the real deal. Because as we look at Peter we see that there are triggers to trauma. <laughs> we see that there is real disappointment in life. We see that there is betrayal that can trigger us backwards, trauma that can trigger us backwards, frustration. I don't know about you, but sometimes frustration, if I'm not careful, I start looking back to the garbage can instead of to the cross. Pain can take me back. Suffering can take me back. Exhaustion can take me backwards, and they can be triggers. And so as I look at at the Apostle Peter, and I see these big moments in Peter's life and, and how he took these trash can triggers, the blue bin, the green bin, and the black bin back to Christ. There's this big moment in Matthew chapter 16, like this big moment where Jesus is like, on this rock, right? Like, I'm going to read it to you today, like uh, just a portion of, Blessed are you, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed to you. This is the first time that Jesus reveals himself as the Messiah. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you, you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will conquer it. Like, that is an awesome verse. Like, if Jesus was saying that to me in person, you'd feel really good about yourself. Hello? Like, whoo! Feeling good today, Jesus. Jesus Christ himself said that on this rock. So Peter may have started feeling the way that we would feel about that moment. And then when Jesus says, I'm going to give my life up, Peter's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not going to give your life. Nobody's getting by me. I'm Peter. <laughs> I'm the rock. Some of you watch wrestling. Okay, that's good. Okay. I was wondering, I was wondering what kind of altar call we'd have today. <laughs> Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. Now listen, I've been called a lot of things, but up to this point, and I've been called some stuff, man. Like, I've been called some stuff, but I've never been called Satan to this day yet. And what's so wild about this moment is that Peter has jumped out of boats. He's done all kinds of crazy stuff. He's got to sit back in the boat after he sunk. Like, I don't know about you, but that would be disappointing. That would be frustrating. And now Jesus Christ has called him Satan. And Peter did not jump onto Instagram and cancel Jesus out and cancel the Facebook and the TikTok and cancel, cancel out the church because that hurt my feelings. Jesus called me Satan. <laughs> Come on, some of us just need a good challenge every once in a while, a good rebuke every once in a while. It's okay because love challenges, love rebukes. Don't get into this cancel culture stuff. But then, like this is what's amazing. Peter kept going. 
Peter kept on going. Like Peter doesn't stop. Keeps following, serving, and loving Jesus. But there does come a point where Peter goes back. Because Jesus said, Peter, you're going to deny me. And actually, you're going to deny me not once, not twice, but everybody say it three times. Three times. And so Peter gets up to this point, and there's this portion of Scripture that we don't often see. And it's, it's this point of Scripture where I can only imagine what was going through Peter's emotions. Peter replied, and this is the point where he's sitting by the fire. And Jesus said, you're going to die. And Jesus is already in the temple. Uh, he's already being persecuted. And Peter says, man, I don't know you. <laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. And look at this in the scripture. I think you can see it up there today. It says, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. See, they could see each other. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord that had been spoken to him before the rooster crows. Today you will disown me three times. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. See, finally there was a moment where Peter was struck. Peter knew that, like he, I couldn't even imagine to see Jesus. Maybe from this platform to the back wall and to have denied Christ and then to look up and to see that Jesus was right. And so what does Peter go back to doing? Peter goes back to what he knows, and he goes back fishing. And so I want to ask you the question today. What is the lid of limitation on your life? Like, where has life potentially got you living under the lid? Just like my old school friend from Sesame Street from 1970s, Oscar the Grouch. What lid of limitation are you living under? Because there's three things that we fight against as Christians. And we've got to be able to identify these things in order to war well and to move forward well and to be in unity well, uh, well as a church. We fight against three things. Biblically, we fight against the world, rebellious belief systems that are counter to the word of God and God's ways. We fight against our flesh those inward desires. And, and James describes it in fishing terms. There is the same hook. It is sin, but all of us have a different bait. Same hook, different bait. That is the flesh. And then we do fight the enemy. We fight the devil. And Peter says, we got to resist him. We got to fight him. And so number one is the, the world. And so I don't know if you've ever seen this before or heard this before, but there is something called the Great Pacific garbage patch. Has anybody heard of the Great Pacific garbage, garbage Patch? Not a lot of people know about this. It's a collection of plastic and floating trash halfway between Hawaii and California that has grown more than 600,000 square miles. They say that this patch is two times bigger than Texas. Flights that are leaving from California to Hawaii literally go around the patch because they don't want you to see this as you're heading to beautiful Hawaii. You can see it, like, it's, like you can see how big, oh yeah, it's, it's just a massive current of garbage. And so I just want to encourage you today not to get in the current of garbage, not to get in the current of worldly belief systems that will take you out. 
Like run to church every Sunday, get the word from Pastor Dan and Pastor Amber that are countered. See, this is why we need the word of God so much in our life. Your personal devotional life, your prayer life, your worship life really matters. And then to come and sit under the word of God as Pastor Dan or Pastor Amber or some of the team bring it here. The team is awesome here, by the way. Pastor Kyle, you're pretty amazing. Simone, like some of the guys I've met today, you guys are awesome. But to sit under it, to be able to go, oh, I've got to be able to identify what is the world and what is the word of God. What's the world? What is pulling me back into the current of the world's trash can? And the only way to do that, I believe, is to get into the word and to get to know who God is, to get to know who he is, and to get to know his ways John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world because you will have trouble. Man, that was not the altar call I necessarily heard when I was a kid, right? Like, hey, come to Jesus. Everything is gonna just be all right. <laughs> Man, I got saved. And I, there's a big old target on my head because there is an enemy who hates me. But here's the deal. Sometimes I just get taken out by worldly belief systems that are just cycling around in the currents of this, this world. And Jesus said, you're going to have some trouble. But look at what he says. He says, but take heart. I have overcome. I've overcome the world. Oh, come on. If, you're, if you love that today, just give God a praise in the house. Like, put your hands in and say, come on, Lord. He's overcome the world. And then number two is the flesh. We got the flesh. Things that are drawing us back. And I want, I want to encourage you today to evaluate, even holistically, your life to evaluate. Sometimes we give up on God and we're just exhausted. <laughs> we're just tired and we start making decisions because we're not sleeping properly. We're not eating properly. Well, our mindsets are, are affected by what we're putting into our body. I've, I've done tons of study on this and I found even 72 hours. Why do people get the Monday blues so often? It's because of what they ate 72 hours ago. Friday night matters for Monday morning. Oh, I know, everybody, I know. I know, and I, hey, listen, I like a, I like a bag, like we, we were just away this weekend just getting a little marriage refreshing, and, and I had some chips, and, and I enjoyed that. But at the same time, we just evaluate those things, because sometimes we get taken out by our own flesh if we're not careful. And I love Romans chapter seven. It gives me peace. And this is the Apostle Paul. He says, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. <laughs> For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Here is the good news. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. Thanks for that hand clap, honey. That was awesome. You know, it's always good when you travel with your wife. She's just like, we always have a rule at home church. I'm like, if two people do it, Everybody does it, and I only heard one, so you're safe on that one. Okay. <laughs> the world, the flesh, and then, of course, there's the devil who I don't want to, I don't want to magnify, and yet I want to bring awareness today because the enemy hates you like he hates you. Now, listen, in Christ, we triumph. 
He took the trash can and, and we triumph today. But man, I want to encourage you today. All of a sudden you start feeling like, man, distance from your relationship with the Lord. And all of a sudden, like there's, there's, an, there's an attack on, on your life that you've got to identify. See, one of the greatest things that I've found over the last seven years when we took Home Church Calgary especially was the power of unity and how much the enemy hates unity in the church. Like he hates one accord, he hates unity. And so if you're fighting, like you gotta think this, 30 years at Home Church, this is my walk. If you don't think that that has been tested, (laughs) hello? Hello? That's been tested. Faithfulness gets tested. It gets tested to lay down personal preference for the purpose of God, for the mission of the house. And so for me, I'm submitted to my pastors, Pastors Jake and, and, and Pastor Becca Mullen. And so I'm like, Pastor Jay, I'm not going anywhere. And that's usually the preface to something that I'm trying to figure out. Just so you know, I'm not going anywhere. We're going to figure this thing out together as we lock arms and we face the enemy together. Because this is what people... Peter is saying, resist, be sober, be well balanced and self-disciplined, be alert and cautious at all times. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. This is why we need prayer, that the enemy of yours, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry. He's hungry to take out church unity. He's hungry for it, seeking someone. Like who can he take out? Because if one person goes, they always try to find a friend. So that's why it's so important that we fight for unity and we resist the enemy. We're like, no, I will not be taken out by some foolish thought or some preference. I want to encourage you today. I'm, I'm just kind of sharing from even my, my own personal walk. Um, it's so good to have other listening. I think it's great to have other listening. But scripture says to honor the men and women of God in Thessalonians among you. And so in this world, you could leave church today and jump onto some podcast that might sound good, but could pull you and your small group into a trash can. (laughs) Because all of a sudden you could start preferring a different voice that's out there. And you can start comparing, because there is a smorgasbord even of biblical teaching. There's theology out there that's good theology, and there's theology that's bad theology. That is theology. There's good and there's bad. Everybody has a theology. And I'm encouraging us to run to the cross of Jesus Christ and say, I'm all in. I'm all in today. And I'm going to resist. I'm going to resist the enemy today. He will not devour me. He will not have my church. He will not have my family today, even over our families. Man, he hates the unity of family. He hates your marriage today. Anything that exemplifies unity I have found the enemy hates. That's why your marriage has got a target on it. (laughs) You're going to do damage because you're called to do greater things together. But I always tell everybody, man, you just declare Joshua 24, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. As for me and my marriage, we're going to serve. It might not look like your husband and wife is serving the Lord yet. It might not look like your kids are serving the Lord. It might look a little sideways right now, but you just keep on standing on God's words. As for me and my house, I always joke around. If there was anybody in our family that we all thought might be in jail, it was this guy right here. Hello? And, and it's, super, it's super interesting 
today to see the power of a praying mom, the power of a praying grandma, the power of praying pastors in my life that 30 years later, God would have a plan to take me from the trash can all the way to the cross. So love took, point number two, love took my trash can and turned it into triumph. We're going to land the plane here today on this. Love took my trash and he turned it into triumph. But Pastor Bryce, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've done. You don't know me. <laughs> I was abused. I ran, I'm just going to share somebody else's story for a minute. I was abused. I, I, ran off with a, I ran off with a drug dealer. People cook crack on my oven. I, I've been to all kinds of clubs that I shouldn't have been in. I stabbed people with forks. This is really true. Somebody stabbed people with forks. I was an angry, I was an angry person. But I'm telling you today, the cross either does or it doesn't. There's no middle ground. The cross either, either does or it doesn't. The cross either takes all my shame and all my sin or it doesn't. See, this is what Jesus did for us. He took the weight of it on the cross. And I believe in the cross of Jesus Christ so much that this person that I just read about after a church like this that said, come to Connect Church. Come to Connect Church. We're going to make you feel at home. We're going to get you discipled. We're going to get you on the path that God has for you. God has saved you, and he's got a call on your life. And after two years, a couple of years of intense counsel and discipleship, I'm going to tell you this today. This might shock some of you. I actually married that person. That's her right there on the front row. 17 years later. 17. I just, I just hope that that gives you hope today. You haven't been counted out yet. Jesus takes it all. Jesus, you don't give up on God today. Don't think that you're too far gone for God to reach you. I want to encourage you today. Man, you stand on the promises of God today because the cross takes it and turns it into triumph. And so here's the beautiful thing about Jesus as we land the plane. Peter goes back fishing. (laughs) And the interesting thing is he took a lot of guys with him. Hello? And seriously, what I love about this moment is that Jesus doesn't show up. Shame, shame, shame. I know your name. <laughs> you know, like, I, to- I told you so. And, and points that religious, because some of you, even as I'm preaching today, you might be feeling like that. Oh, you don't know what I did last night. You know, like, or what life has been like, or that's my story, that there's a piece of that. I hope you haven't been stabbing people with forks, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we've all come from somewhere, and we've all got... All have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. And so what I love about Jesus, what I absolutely love about Jesus is that he comes to the beach. Come on, Jesus on the beach? Woo, it's like Hawaii church, man. Jesus on the beach. And I love this. Look at this, John 21. It says, then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And as soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it's the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him. This means that you don't, like when you jump into the water, you don't put on your coat. Hello? Like think about this. 
Peter sees Jesus and he's just like, that's the Lord. I'm not going back to the trash can. I'm not going back to what I know. I am going to leave it all behind. I'm not going back. He put his clothes on and jumped into the water. And the other disciples followed in the boat, towing a net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals with fish on it and some bread. And Jesus said to them, and I hope, man, I hope you hear this today. Come and have some breakfast. Isn't that incredible? Come have some, come have some breakfast. Some of you just need a meal with Jesus today. Some of you today, I think, need to give somebody else a meal today. There might be somebody that, 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 that you're working some stuff out with, even in church. Come have a meal. Come have a meal. Like, shock them with grace. Shock them with the grace and the truth of Jesus Christ. And what I love about this is that Peter is forgiven and Jesus puts him on mission. See, this is what we got to get today from the Apostle Peter, is that Peter gets put on mission. Feed the sheep. Feed the lambs. Build the church. Build the church. Peter, there's a call on you to build. My great, on, my, on the rock, I will build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Feed the lambs. Feed the sheep. Feed the sheep, Peter. And then out of that, as we conclude today, I want you to remember that the cross of Jesus Christ provides power, provides cleansing and freedom. It provides my defense. And today the cross of Jesus Christ provides new life. And of course, one of the last attributes about the cross that I absolutely love is that he provides peace. That's a good time for the keyboard player to start playing. Oh man, it's like this peace. Let's go. <laughs> peace. Oh yeah, that's nice. We'll talk about peace as you start playing. I like that. I love Colossians. It says, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace with his blood shed on the cross. See, when we take the whole trash can to Christ, we're still imperfect, <laughs> but there's, there's a peace that surpasses. Hello, don't you move, because that's going to bang. That's going to kill peace if that falls off the cross. But there is a peace. This is, this is the peace that surpasses all understanding today. This is it. This is it. So not only does Christ give you triumph today, but he gives you purpose in relation. See, we're not calling you to religion today. I'm calling you to breakfast. <laughs> And it's through repentance that I say, Jesus, I repent for all of my sin. And you know what's been going on. And you know even today as a Christian, some of the triggers that might have been taking me back to the trash can. But today I'm deciding. I'm going to live in triumph today, just like Peter. So I'm going to come to the cross. I'm going to come to a meal called communion today. The body and the blood of Jesus, which was broken for me. And then I'm going to... I am going to get off my preferences and I'm going to get into a purpose today with Jesus and his church. There's a small group to do. There's a team to get on today. See, I want to call you out today just a little bit. If you're not on team yet, even just to go, I want you to think 
with confidence today. See, we have confidence and we have peace with God when we know what he has, when we, what he's done for us. Last scripture, Acts chapter two. This is the big scripture. I mean, this is the, this is the preach. God raised Jesus from the dead. This is the words of Peter as the church and thousands and thousands and thousands are being added. God raised Jesus from the dead and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to a place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand and the Father as he is promised and gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us just as you see and hear today. Peter replied, each of you must repent of all your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and those far away, and all have been called on the Lord. I wonder if you just put your hand on your heart today, because there's many, many people here that are saying, hey, today I'm done with the trash. I'm turning it into triumph. And there's some here today that are saying, I need to make Jesus Lord and Savior of my life today. And it might be the first time you might be coming back. I'm calling you to have a meal with Jesus today. Would you pray this prayer with me as you lay your hands on your heart? And when you say, Jesus, come into my life to be my leader, to be my Savior. Thank you, you took my trash and you turned it into triumph. So I repent of all my sin. Oh, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for forgiving me, for cleansing me, for washing me, for making me brand new. Today I decide to follow you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said a great big amen. Come on, put your hands together. Give God a massive praise today.